0: There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound
1: of that name. Jesus.
0: Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Entefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. Bishop Intefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now,
1: here's today's message. Hallelujah. God bless you. May be seated. Are you excited for today? How many of you have been blessed? Are you happy that you came? Huh? Hallelujah. It's a blessing. And yesterday was something else. How many of you received an impartation yesterday? We really, really thank God for the life of the Papa. The Archbishop. Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? Amen. You see, some of you, you don't have anybody to help you because you don't relate well, you don't have a father. You have made yourself Elijah the Teshbite. You say you are Elijah the Tishbite. We don't know where you came from. Even Tishbite, we don't understand it well. Nobody trained you, nobody taught you anything. And you are you are a man of God. We don't know from from where you were healed. But ministry, one of the things that which of that um, always says is that ministry is by recommendation. Yeah. It's by recommendation. When somebody says, this person is a good pastor, this person is a good person, does it. It can elevate you to the highest pinnacle of ministry. You should have fathers. And if you don't have one, Look for one. And if you have abandoned a father that the Lord gave to you. Some of you, the Lord has given you a father. But you have rebelled against that father, insulted him, despised him and you are now roaming around looking for a father. When you see somebody else's father, I want to be your father. It doesn't work that way. Go back and put things Right? Hallelujah! Go and kneel down and say, "Look, I'm sorry. I messed up. I really, really messed up. Forgive me." And receive his blessing. The only reason why the Archbishop will come here is not because of me. Why? I mean, why, 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 why should the Archbishop come here to come and preach here? He came here not because of me. He came here because of my father. Bishop Jack (laughs) Rodmills. Amen? Yeah. But if I've not been relating well with my father, then the people in his life that he relates with, I cannot relate with them. No, he just said, Archbishop, he said, Who came to invite you? No, don't mind him. He's not a good person. Amen. But Archbishop has been here, I think yesterday was the second or the third time. Yeah? Hallelujah. So, it's a lesson for all of us in ministry, you need somebody to help you. Can I have an amen? Uh, so let's humble ourselves. Are you getting that? Some of you have stepped out too early. Too early. God established it in such a way that it takes nine months. For another human being to come into this world from the mother's womb. Yeah. Nine months. If the baby comes out before that time, we get very, very worried. We get very, very worried. (laughs) Yeah. We get worried. Because it's likely that the baby has not developed fully and has not matured. It's premature. Hallelujah. But even when the baby comes out after nine months, God has made it in such a way that it has to survive at the breast of the mother if that baby says look I've come out and I'm going going to find some bread some meat to eat I will not be attached to my mother's breast that baby will not survive even a day Yeah. Sometimes after birth, the mothers become very, very weak, sick, they cannot breastfeed. Or sometimes even the breast milk doesn't come at all. And we have to take the breast milk from another nursing mother to give. It is very important for the baby to be given the breast milk. Uh, and as a child grows up for many years, it continues to be attached to the parents. Yeah. Even after the child has left the house, married, and gone, they still link up for advice. Once a while. for direction? Once a while. God created us to be dependent. Dependent. So when you cut yourself off prematurely, you are not likely to do well. So some of you are not doing well because of this. And you need to do a midstream correction. Find a father. Or, like I said, if God gave you one, and you have abandoned him, go back. Yeah, go back. Like the prodigal son, Is said, "I'm back." Hallelujah. Is it a blessing? If you do that, you'll be so blessed. An orphan is not likely to do well. Most orphans are hopeless. So that is why orphanages have come up. It's an attempt to provide what they cannot receive. Them. and many of you have made yourself orphans in the ministry yeah nobody to guide you nobody to lay his hands on you nobody to instruct you nobody to help nobody to counsel So you are all out there and you have put a big title on yourself so you are an apostle (laughs) you have one church but you (laughs) are an apostle huh? That that is the latest fact. We we start a church after some six months now. Apostle, bishop, you are, you know, all these things. Get to the job. Just concentrate and build a church. Just concentrate and build a church. But the point I'm making is that even the title and the way you carry yourself so you look like somebody who doesn't need a father amen Amen. Amen. but we need fathers we need fathers so do you have a father who is helping you who is guiding you who can tell you stop and then you stop go and you go who can you look up to you are just out there on your own may the lord give you a father hallelujah so I'm just saying this you know that the presence of the Archbishop here, the presence of Bishop Eddie, Bishop Saki, when they come around, it's all because of relationships. Knowing how to relate properly with fathers. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, this morning, we are going to deal with a couple of things. I want to conclude on. Um, Now, I've been sharing on one of the most powerful, okay, secrets to church growth. This one, I'm going to give you a couple of secrets, but I want to finish off. This one. Growth boosters. How many of you need a growth booster? Remember yesterday I was talking to you about dwarfism. You see a 34-year-old man and he's like this. The reason is that at a certain point during his development, the brain, okay, did not produce the needed growth hormones. So his growth was arrested. After planting the church it is one thing to plant the church but after planting the church you need to infuse the church with growth boosters. And growth boosters have the effect their effect is to cause the church to grow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it not the case that we are all struggling with the growth of our churches? How many of you are like me? Eh? We are all, we are all strugglers. <laughs> hey! But the Lord is helping us. In fact, the Lord has helped us already. Apostle Don, he has helped us. Amen. Wow. One of the most powerful secrets to church growth is deploying your lay people, your ordinary church members, your unskilled members, the volunteers in your church to help you to do to build a church. This is Perhaps the greatest secret to the growth and expansion of the Lythouse Chapel International. Yeah. Amen? And indeed, when you look at the churches that have made great impact, like the Great Methodist Church, the Great Methodist Church, when John Wesley started, alright, he introduced lay preachers who used to go around in a circuit preaching. They still have. They still have. And they are still coming back to some of these original things. Redeemed Church of God, they are found almost everywhere. Most of the pastors are lay pastors. Church of Pentecost Eh? has thousands of churches across the nations of the world. Most of the people who pastor the churches are not even called pastors. They are called presiding elders. So they have a district, a big area of a lot of churches and then there's only one Uh, pastor, district pastor who oversees all the other churches that are pastored by presiding elders. Yeah. Dr. Cho's church in Korea same thing and especially women pastors your women can do a lot your women can do a lot yeah women they are very wild though. you see number 1 women they believe more and they believe earlier and they believe deeper so they are very committed number 2 women are not competitive So when they are helping you in the church, they don't have the mind that they are competing with you. The brothers, some of them are thinking about other things. But the women, they are just happy to do what you are. Number three, when God created women, he put a womb in them. So women are more predisposed to be fruitful than men. Yeah, so train your women in our church. We have a lot of women who are pastors, are shepherds. Our church workers are called shepherds, that's how we call them. Women, they are cell leaders, they are satellite church are pastors, they are stars, they are branch pastors, they are overseers of churches, they are ordained ministers. Eh? There are some who even work with bishops at a high level. Amen. So, don't leave your ladies to just be getting married and then plus all the stress that they give to you because they are not getting married. They will channel that into the work. So, you have some peace as a pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. So, I started sharing with you what happens if you do not involve your lay people in the work. Is that not so? Yeah. Because it's important. How many of you have realized that it's important? It's very, very important. Look, if you if you go and apply this wisdom, you see, and at this uh, go conference, what the Lord is helping us with is He's giving us wisdom. Okay. He's showing us what we should do because the, the church has not grown. So, what must we do for the church to grow? Are you getting that? So the various things. Mr. Eh? Badi comes, he says, Look, as we are trying to build the churches, there are these horns. Do you remember the four horns? These horns that have risen up. To destroy you know uh, what we are building do you understand it by then there are carpenters who were also raised up to overcome the homes so as we are building do you understand it turn yourself into a carpenter yourself and then turn your people also into carpenters to fight the homes so that the church will go on That is one so when you go uh, how many of you asked there? As Bishop Adi has been preaching, that you have some horns that say, ah. as was preaching ah, this guy, some horn bee. Some guy who sits at the back. Some horn. You you should make plans already. Yeah. There's a bishop in an African country. He got hold of Bishop Dow's book on loyalty and disloyalty. He had a, a big church he was having all kinds of problems. When he read that book, he was amazed. So he went to the church and called the pastor and said, you. Take this. You. Take this. You. Take. Because they were struggling with him. And then he was left with about 600 people. He started well-building. Amen. He started real building. Eh? And now he's built a church. A church of thousands. Pastor Frank, you know him? Yes. Yeah. Do, do, do you get it? It is not only the hearing that you need, but the doing. And the doing has gotten to do with faith. You have to believe. You have to believe that what the Lord is asking you to do, that is what you must do. Now, so what is the benefit of this conference to you? That when I went, he taught me about this how to do that. Yeah. Dr. Kujo taught us how to nurse. He said we should all become nurses, nursing pastors. To nurse the church. You have to look after the child well. You have to. I still remember my wife waking up at dawn over the years. The baby is crying. Do you understand it? All kinds of things. You can't just expect your child to just decide once you have come into the world, Charlie. Just take off yourself, you know, and all that. No, it doesn't work that way. So and especially when he started to talk about church outlook. Church outlook. How the people in your community perceive your church. Is the environment clean? Are you welcoming? Are you um, um, when they come, do they feel comfortable? Eh? How do they see your church? So now, what is the benefit to you? Uh, What have I been doing in my church? That doesn't look attractive. Even as we are sitting down here, you have to write them down. Then when you go, you make the necessary adjustment. That's a benefit. That, not not just, uh, just sitting down here, then you write, lift up your hands, and then you shout, and then you clap. No. That, that doesn't help you. Apostle Joel comes and says, listen, don't only build the one big church, but also build more churches. Spread the light of the gospel in different places. Also, he explained Mark 1, Jesus was praying the came and said, "The church is full. All men look for thee. Amen. Bishop, all men fo- look for thee. Home. Then Jesus said, "It's okay. Is that something the person take care, but let's go to the other towns and cities to plant more churches. What does that mean? To you. It means as I'm going. Alright? Especially if you have been doing the church work for a while. Let me spread out. Plant a church here. plant a church. Yeah, gradually. You don't need to go and suck everybody from your church. Yes? Because you also need to train the people. Yeah. That's what you've done, is that not it? And now you have twelve churches And the churches grow from 80 to 700. Oh. Wow. Amen. Amen. Today I want to... did you bring your envelopes of your of your vision? 5 years you have to write on the envelope Five-year church growth vision. And there are two visions. For the main church where you are, the size of church that you are believing God for, and then branches. So everybody do it that way. Do you understand it? So in five years, I want to believe God to plant 20 branches and I want my church to grow to 500. 500. Look. That's your 75-member church. If it goes to 500, you'll be very happy. You, you'll feel that you are a man of God. Amen? What other benefits I've been talking to you about i said a couple of things. Number one, for you to know that it's God that will grow the church. Is that not so? Yeah. Eh? That's very important. Because that will draw you to God, it will draw you to prayer, it will it will make you to depend on God. Otherwise, you get out of this conference and go move around planting churches, I mean, doing cells, doing all that whilst God is outside. It no work. Amen. And number two, I'm showing you that the ordinary people that God has given to you, God wants you to train them, equip them for them to help you to build a church. Amen. If you do one outreach on Saturday and we have fifty other people that we have trained who are also doing outreaches. That is fifty different outreaches. And if you win because you are a pastor, you are more anointed, five people. And they one, two, look at it. Put it together. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. So, when you refuse to apply this wisdom, you don't involve your lay people in the church. What will happen? What will happen? What will happen? What will happen? Number one, we said yesterday, you will kill the Christian spirit of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Huh? Because Christianity is founded on sacrifice. Yeah, so teach them strongly to sacrifice for the Lord. To sacrifice their time, to sacrifice their energy, to sacrifice, you know, um, the things that matter to them, their money. Do you understand it? And all that to make room for the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Number two. And I am teaching from this book, Lycos. Lycos is a Greek word for layman. Alright, for all those of you who have registered, I have given you a copy as my blessing, is that also? Awesome? Alright. So number, I'm preaching from chapter two. So you can even open it and then you follow me. You don't need to write if you have the book. You can just make some notes by the side. Amen. Number two. If you do not allow laymen to work in the ministry, you will remove the opportunity for people to demonstrate faithfulness. You will remove the opportunity for people to demonstrate faithfulness. Hallelujah. Luke 16. 10 to 12. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least, is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Amen. He that is faithful in that which is least, is faithful also in much. By allowing your um, lay people to be involved in the work, you are going to test their faithfulness. You are going to see their faithfulness. In the little cell, in the choir, in the prayer ministry, the outreach, whatever you are giving to the person, you watch the person's Commitment, dedication, involvement, hard work. Eh? Persistence in the work. The person's attitude. All that will be revealed with time as the work. But if you are not giving the people anything to do, you cannot see that. The reason why some of you, you even appoint and employ the wrong people to your shop and surprise people who come and really, really make a mess in your ministry is because you did not prove them. Listen, in ministry you have to be very careful about people who come and it's like they are very, very. I mean, it's as a wild praise and worship leader has come, eh? a wild. Prayer warrior has come. No, 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 no. 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 Such people often are not faithful. And they are specialists at hopping from church to church, trying to get position. When we started our church in Tema, at a point, there was this young guy who came to join. He loved to pray. Hey! And worship. I mean small, no, he's on the ground. He's four on the ground. Praying and hey! So this guy's very wild. I don't remember how long he lasted we didn't see him again another guy came he was also around helping you know a shepherd visiting and all, all that. one time I went to visit him then I heard him being called Reverend Reverend Susenso. I said ah not knowing that he, he, he is like he's a reverend. Hey. People know him as a reverend. We told him, brother, here, you can't be a reverend. I don't know how he vanished. Yeah. You have to be wary of such people. Take your time and train Feed your own little little lambs that to become sheep and equip them and they'll become powerful workers who will help you. Yeah. In Genesis fourteen, when three of four kings attacked and took away lots and the people in the city. Abraham pursued them eh, with armed men from his own household. (laughs) Armed men from his own household. This one I'm going to talk to you about how to train Church workers. Thank you. We'll get it. We'll get Yeah. So you see the person's attitude. You see the person's commitment. Some people don't value the small things that you give them to do. Remember that. The parable of the talents. And Jesus said, the Lord had three servants. He gave one five talents. The second one, two. The third one, one. And then he went on his journey. Do you understand that? Now when he came, the one that had five, and the other one, I had two, had made use of their talent and multiplied and increased. But when it was a ten of the one that received one, only one, to account, he said, listen. This is your, he wrapped it in a napkin and hid it. There are a lot of people sitting in our churches who have wrapped their talents in a napkin. Because they feel that it is so small or what they can do is too little. But that servant was described as a wicked and slothful servant. Amen? Amen? They don't use that term because if is I mean, what is it? Or sometimes they feel, ah, you have asked somebody to be the main praise and worship leader. You say, media should be what? A backer. Why? I want to be the main one. Amen. Huh? Huh? Before David fought Goliath he had to learn how to be alone among the sheep and watch their behavior. I'm sure one of the things that he used to do was to separate fights. Sometimes when he was giving them food or he sent them to the pastures you know, the struggles you know Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Cool down. And then now, he advanced to now begin to fight with lions and bears. Hey, if you see a lion, fear will come upon you. But God used all that to, you know, remove the fear, intimidation, because if you are going to be a leader, You know, you don't easily have to be afraid. He told Jeremiah, don't be afraid of their faces. He told Joshua, only be courageous, strong and courageous. Some of you have not been able to take some decisions and do certain things because you are afraid. May the spirit of fear leave you right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Then also by virtue of the type of training and experiences that he was having he had now become more used to using uh, a strength with stones. He had mastered that. master that all of that all those stages and period of preparation was for him to go and face his greatest ministerial test to fight Goliath Don't rush to be put up here. Don't rush. One of one of the surprises of my life in ministry was when the bishop asked me to come and take over this cathedral where he left. <laughs> and then I found myself standing Behind his puppet, God I've been sitting in the peaceful years, yes, never dreamt of it. Always see him standing there preaching powerfully. Sundays, Tuesdays, conventions, miracle services, shepherd services, and I was sitting down here receiving, but during those years. He would say, I want you to start a cell. I want you to lead this group. I want you to go and start a church here. I want you to go and do that here. Do you understand it? And as I was doing all those, I was learning how to teach, how to preach, how to look after people, how to do the things of the ministry. God was preparing me so that one day I was standing. Because rush you and bring you to come and put you here. Look, always you are telling your pastor and you are not given the opportunity to sing. Some of you, you may be able to sing but I tell you, if I call you this morning i put you here. To sing at this conference. You see, look, because the faces of the people that are sitting down here are different. Somebody when you look at As I'm preaching powerfully, then the face is the face of a lion. I mean, somebody's face has a big question mark. It's like, who are you? So when you see such people, eh? if you don't take time, something very bad happened. So relax Relax Go to the training For promotion cometh not From the south Not from the east Not from the west But God is the judge He lifted up one And he put it down another Don't rush, don't force. It's not by forcing. Some of you are forcing yourself into offices and positions. It is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it. The Bible says in Romans 9. That the children not yet been born. But that the purposes of God concerning election. Might come to pass. It was said to her. Rebecca. That the elder shall save the younger. For Jacob have I loved. And Esau have I hated. What? Is there any unrighteousness in God? God forbid. For has the potter not the power of the same lamb to make of one vessel unto honor and the honor to dishonor. So then, it is not of him that will it. nor of him that run it. But it is of God that show it. Yes. Take your time. Let God himself show you mercy and lift you up one day. Hallelujah. Yeah. Respect every opportunity that has been given to you. Yeah. Yeah. You say, ah, a big man like that, how can you, you know, in our church, some of the people that you see as ashes, if they introduce themselves to you, 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 A. Yeah. That is being faithful in the lists, so give them the opportunity. Give them the opportunity, and then also that is even what will guide you to know whom to employ when it becomes necessary. Somebody who has followed you, done the little, little things, has not been asking for money, has not been complaining, has not been murmuring, always smiling when you rebuke the person, I mean, the person is still around and all that. Do you understand it? You, at a point when you have to choose people, you you, you know who to choose. So that is why it is important for you to give them the opportunity to help in the church. Yeah. By the time David was meeting Goliath, he was ready. Saul took his armor and put it on him. David took two and said, "I have not proved this. Please put it aside." Even before that, when they came to tell King Saul that there is a little guy here who says he want to face goliath on our behalf and they brought david to saul and he looked at him he asked david what did you say he said our king i can face him and the king said to him give me your credentials because this guy is a champion yeah They said, oh, the other day, I was looking after my father's sheep. A lion came. Took one of the sheep. And I told the lion, please, release it. Before something bad happens. Any lion in your church. I said, any lion in your church. That is dead eating and devouring your sheep. In the name of Jesus. May you be delivered from that lion. We bind that lion in the name of Jesus. They said. Later on the friend of the lion. The bear. There's actually, there's actually an argument, the lion and the bear, who is stronger. Yeah. There's an argument. There's an argument. But the bear is very heavy. So the bear came for, you know, I said, look, your friend did the same thing. Because during the funeral of the lion, the bell came but but he was not told the cause of death so David explained to him that look this is what happened he refused to let my sheep go pastors please be seated one of the things that you need to do is to fight for your sheep fight don't let lions don't let Best, don't let orangutans, don't let people with horns come for them. All. No. No. Amen. Three times Jesus said, Of all that you have given unto me, I've lost none. Of all that you have given to me, I've lost now. Let it be your aim that you keep all the sheep that God brings to you. Anybody, any soul that makes a mistake to fall into your net has been arrested into the kingdom by your effort and your ministry forever. Don't be in the habit of just sucking people from the church. First, fornication to the middle of the church. Second, fornication to the back. Third one. Hey, in our current church, we are going to use fornication, lying. You will suck everybody. Allow them. Keep on preaching. Pray for them. Let the Lord Himself work on them. They will change, they will transform into the image of Christ. Amen. So He slew the bear. So He told them, okay, Look, this is what happened. This is what happened. So when you remove Saul's armor, so what are you going to? So oh, I have a catapult, of oh, stonesy. You see, in his training, these are the things that he had used, and he had become confident of them. So he was sure he could face Goliath. So take your time and teach your people. Give them things to do in the church. And you will see their faithfulness. And then they will be ready to take on the bigger assignments. Can I have an amen? Hmm? what you need in your church are faithful people yes that is why the scripture says it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful the number one thing you are looking for in somebody to help you it's faithfulness, not ability. Not ability. Yeah. So people who come to your church and, I mean, it's like very powerful, you know, very, very, be very, very uh, mindful of them. They will demonstrate the greatness. You'll be shocked at the unfaithfulness. Bible said that confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. You have handed your choir to an unfaithful man that you have not tested. You you thought that just by his ability and by his you know charismatic jargons. He will be able to do the work. He will disappoint you big time. Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth. Very painful. Many of you, you have experienced Brokenheartedness in your ministry because of such people. And God is showing you the answer. Take your unskilled people, your ordinary people, they don't know much, gather them and equip them. Equip them. Give them an the opportunity. Don't make mistakes. But, but, but that is how. You know, recently there were, there, were, there were some war games. I think in England. Soldiers, they were practicing. They were practicing war. With life, ammunition, life. One soldier was shot and killed. It was not a real war we are testing. But mistakes happen when we are practicing. Yeah. So you hear that, you know, a football team is getting ready to go and play a match and say, oh, you know, such and such a person is tough to play because he got injured. Not doing a match, right? during the practice sessions. So your people will make mistakes. The scriptures say we all make many mistakes. And the fact that somebody has made a mistake does not mean that the person will not be useful. Your duty is to correct, is to instruct. For all scripture is given uh, to us for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in all righteousness, that the man of God will be thoroughly equipped. For the work of God. Do not give up too easily on people. Do not. Amen. Amen. One of us, a younger pastor. I did not have patience and time for church members who just misbehave around. I was assisting one of our bishops, Bishop Sam, in Tema. And up to today, I tell him, I said, you taught me how to be a pastor. Yeah. You see, one of the things that was amazing to me was his ability in spite of what the person has done to eventually Keep them in the church. No, we call a person for a meeting, and I'll, I'll tell you, I said, You leave him for me. I said, Pastor, you leave him for me. I'll show him the door. That is why we don't have doors here. Brother, quickly. But you see, a pastor is not a scatterer, a pastor is a gatherer. later all kinds of people and then they have become proper people. And I learned that. I learned that. I learned that. One time I was trying to grow a church. And then there there was this couple. You know, rich, educated, hard, nice car and all that they were coming to the church Then I started another service but they used to attend the first service for some reason they would come into the service almost like 10-15 minutes before we end I said what is this so because of them I will announce I said look if you want to come to this service, the first service, come early. What is this? All those of you, not all those of you were directed to, to them. Yeah. And then one time, I decided that if they come at that time, I'll not let them enter the service. They have to wait for the next one. So I instructed the Ashes. So when they got out, they were told, wait. That was a, their last day in the church. I went to their house. I, they said, oh, there's nothing wrong. That was it. Fortunately, they moved from there to our big church. They came here and they are still in church. But you see, I did not have the patience to accommodate Their excessive lateness. Perhaps if I've given them a little more time. So relax on your people. (inaudible) Hallelujah. Number three. (inaudible) If you do not allow lay people to work in the ministry, You employ people to do jobs that do not occupy them fully. You employ people to do jobs that do not occupy them fully. Yeah. Now, You say you have employed your drama. Your drama. You have employed him. What does he do? Sundays, you have one service. He plays. Your weekday service, he plays. Anytime you have an all night, he plays. How long is that? And after that, what does he do? After that, what does he do? You have this person who sings for you the same thing. The guy who is turning the volume from level 10 to level 2. so also paid. What did they do? Do you understand that? So, so, so you realize that they just walk around and you are throwing money away. What I'm trying to say is that most of those things can be done free of charge if you train the ordinary people in the church. <laughs> There's a camp message in the Makane. I recommend to you. It's called lay power. Lay power. Lay power. Listen to it. In which bishop explains what I'm talking about. Your people can help you In different areas. Mention it. The person who is on the camera, he's been here since the beginning of this conference. All of them, this one, this one, the musicians, everybody, we have taught them to serve the Lord as their sacrifice. As their sacrifice your members must present their bodies as living sacrifices. Not to be bent on an altar. Not to be slain. But living sacrifices as their their life is a sacrifice to Jesus Christ. Ask them. Nothing. All the people helping around. Doing media work. Doing the church administration. It's a lot of work. They come. To come and do it. For years. So, listen to these pastors. What I'm talking about. It's a prosperity, prosperity message for you. This is what makes you rich. Now just consider if instead of your 500 income every, um, um, every week, 500 Ghana cities, and you use 400 to pay all kinds of people, you are left with 100 Ghana cities every month. If all the 500 remains, in the church's account can't you do more can't you buy a land can't you start your building project the reason why you don't have a land the reason why you cannot build the reason why you can't buy you know, proper equipment you cannot do much is because of all this you are paying people who don't have a lot of work to do A full time pastor in Lighthouse. A full time pastor. Full time. You have your primary work, your secondary work, your tertiary work. And after that, others can even come. Oh, yeah. We are always tired. <laughs> we are always tired. When you see a lighthouse full time pastor, he's tired. Because the work is a lot. If we are employed full time, hey, you don't do one thing. You don't only pastor that your little church. No. We have engineers. Engineers engineers, who spend every single day, including holidays, on construction sites. Sometimes multiple sites and they are pastors, they have congregation. Full time. So for coming to play the keyboard, Not because, I mean, since morning the, the, the keyboardist what, what work is it? Just one or two songs. Within, that's it. He's sitting down receiving the way. Eh? Then after that we pay him at the end of the month for what? So that is the evil that is happening in your church. You are paying people who don't have much work to do in your church. Now listen. We'll solve this problem today. Yeah. When you go, call all of them to a meeting. Recently, one of our senior bishops, Bishop Saki, he went to another country for a conference. <laughs> and he preached Along these lines. He said he was surprised that the past a big pastor of a big church after the meeting or whatever, called his people and said, from today. From today. You all don't have jobs. He sacked them. He sacked them. It's true. That is why you are poor. That is why you are not advancing. Yeah. And then sometimes at a certain level of your church, there are some things that you don't need. You just send a church on 20, 30, 35 members. You have an administrator. You have, you have a PA. when we want to call you, say we should call your PA. Oh, uh, can you deal with my PA? What, what do you need a PA for? What, what, what does your PA do? Do, do? do you get it? You don't need it. You are, you are going to rent an expensive office. What do you need the office for? Work from your home. Sit on your bed. Type whatever you have to type. Do it from your home. And then keep the money that you are using to pay this rent. Go and use it. Go to Kaswa or about Road or uh, somewhere. Buy four plots of land. Negotiate with the chief. Tell the chief. Every month we'll pay 100 Ghana cities until we are able to pay. So say, Oh, Pastor, it's okay, you own your own land. You have employed two bodyguards when you are preaching. So, even some of you, yesterday I asked our bishop, there was one guy here, there was another guy here, there was one here, there was one here. He said, oh, I've learned something from the conference. Look, you have learned what? What do you need a bodyguard for? Now, who is even interested in you? Who even knows you? reasons why I don't let like you pay any registration fee for this conference. I'll tell you one of the most important ones. The truth is that who knows me? Why should you pay something to come and listen to me? Who knows me? Have you said you, you come for a church conference? Let's sitting somewhere. I brought you a letter that you should come for a church conference. Do you know me? Who am I? What have I done? What have I done? So, just come. Perhaps, if you can get something, praise the Lord. But you see, a time may come. A time may come. That you say, they say the church Go conference is what? Registration fees, 1000 Charlie, I'm looking for money. Because by that time you yourself, you have experienced certain things benefited. I get what I'm saying. There is a time and a season for everything. Why should you come and listen to me? Bishop that asks you to pay 250 Ghana cedis for GTWC. If you have to go and borrow it from the bank, you will do it. Because yourself you know. But who is Bishop. Inter? Amen? So there are a lot of things that you don't let's put them aside put them aside honestly with that your 65 member child that you call yourself an apostle apostle do you understand apostolic ministry please sit down please sit down our will say sit down for two minutes was introducing Apostle Jesse to us two days ago Apostle Jesse or Apostle Joel who is preaching to us today when you go to Southern Africa we have so many churches South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe various places is this man, Apostle Jesse today he's not here he went round he went round planting these churches, breaking grounds. Yeah. As I'm speaking right now, he's broken the ground in Angola, raising up a congregation. Apostles are people who do new things. Establish things. Bring things into existence. So wait until you have brought a lot of things into existence. Do you understand it? But for now, it's a misnomer. It's a misnomer to call yourself an apostle. Yeah. Now you are a pastor By the grace of God from this conference By next year by this time I've started three more churches Don't call yourself a general overseer <laughs> Dr. Otabel The leader of a denomination A powerful denomination Eh? carries the title Gen- General Overseer. International Ministry. Eh? Look, the main thing is that God will use us to bring many people into the kingdom. It's not a, by calling yourself an apostle or general overseer it doesn't mean that you are a man of God. You shall know them. Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruits. Yeah. One of the amazing things, shocking, mind-blowing experiences that pastors who come for GTWC conference One of the things that shocks them is when Bishop Dad appears to preach. He said, they have been expecting Bishop Dad. Because when you enter the gates of the Kudesh and you see the things, you say, hey, who is this person? And there he appears in his African shirt, walking around I get what I'm saying. But he doesn't need introduction. You yourself, you introduce him. In fact, it is you yourself who will give him whatever title. In fact, you will choose a title for him. By their fruits, you You shall know them. Let's focus on building the church. Witnessing. Establishing the sheep. Gathering them. Bearing for them, bearing much fruit. And let's stop the gimmicks. We're going to buy a big car to prove that we are also a man. By what God is using you to do, and what God can use you to do. When they came to arrest Elisha, was it Elisha? He was sitting on a hill. Huh? They said, Look, a man came, a captain of 50, of his 50s. He came. He said, The king says, We should come for you. And he said, If I be a man of God, if, if I be a man of God. If I be a man of God. If I be a man of God. Which means that as a man of God, certain things must be seen, certain things must happen in my ministry. If I be a man of God. Let fire come. He proved. His man of go- Godship <laughs> with results. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Are we here to go home? Yeah. Oh yeah. So when you go home to your church, look at a lot of things that you have to drop. This, one, this one is why it's so necessary. This office, i have closed it down. I won't rent it again. Look, uh, drama, keyboard is, a, please come. From today, please help me to build a church. I can't pay you. I can't pay you. Some may leave, but it is, it, is, it becomes an opportunity for you to select others and train them. Who become faithful servants, workers, builders with you. Next year, God willing, when we are giving testimonies, I want to hear such testimonies. The Bishop Jeff, when I went, I sat all my people. There are seven. Five of them left. to stay. But by the grace of God, I've trained more people and the church is working. And our income has increased. And, and, and in 2016, during 2016, church go conference, I didn't have a land. But by the grace of God, now we have bought four plots of land. We we have cut 3,000 blocks. We have started to build our foundation. These are the testimonies I want to hear. Can I have an amen? I want to hear that Bishop, after the conference my BMW 7 series, I sold it. And I've gone to buy some small Toyota. And I've invested it. The, the, the money in the church. It has made the church stronger. Woe is see when your leader it's for pleasure and not for strength. One of the leadership principles that Bishop Dak teaches, he says, wait for your season. Wait for your season. Wait. Take your rewards at the right time. At the right time. Amen. Amen. Even Jesus in his ministry, there was a time that he didn't have any place. He told us, I don't have any place to lay my hand. What you needed in the ministry depended on Mary and some other people. Amen. Amen. But now he's exalted. Let this mind be in you. Which also was in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God taught it not robbery to be equal to God. But made himself of no repetition. So which means that you can bring yourself down. The scripture says and be not high minded but condescend to men of low esteem. And being found in the form of a servant. He humbled himself and died on the cross. Spicing the sheep. Wherefore? Wherefore? As a result of that first aspect, that first stage of the ministry, of walking humbly, sleeping humbly, eating humbly, obeying humbly, and doing what he had to do to bear fruit as a result of that. Wherefore? God also has exalted. The day of your exaltation will come. Now, when Bishop Dow goes to nations, presidents are ready to meet him, authorities are ready to make a way for him. The days of exaltation. Of coming. He has just been nominated as one of seven people in the world, in the whole world who serve as executive members to the advisory Committee of the World Pentecostal Fellowship. It just happened a day or two ago in Brazil. people who have gathered there will bring their books for him to autograph for them it doesn't happen one day it doesn't happen one day yeah it takes humbly walking building from a, a classroom at Kolebu and gradually and gradually staying faithful staying faithful The message of loyalty is first loyalty to God. To the vision God has given to you. The vision that God has given to you. Do all you can to fulfill that vision. Stop all those things. Even your church members don't have access to you. They have to write application letters. Dear pastor, I've been in this church for three years. Dear apostle, apostle doctor. (laughs) The people who like to use doctor very well are the people who, the the doctor has been dashed to them. Those of us who are real doctors. Real doctors. Hey. Seven years. We don't use it. One day I realized that nobody has called me a doctor for a long time. Then I realized that now I'm a a, a minister. I'm a minister of God. Even my former patients, no pastor, Hallelujah. Please sit. Huh? How many of you are here? Amen. If you do not allow your lay people in the church to help you, you are going to employ people who will not have much to do and yet you'll be paying them and sometimes even drummers and people like that they hop from church to church comes to play for you then he's in other churches yeah hallelujah Well, there are other reasons, but go and read. You all have the books. Clap your hands for the Lord. I want to move on to something else. Give the Lord a wonderful clap offering. Now, now, how do you know which of your members you should select to train? What science must you look out for? Because Jesus did not train everybody. Look at Mark chapter 3, from verse 13. You see, like the guy who is projecting the scriptures. Since I started preaching, maybe about one and a half hours ago, eh, this is the first time I've asked him to do something. Why should I pay? (laughs) Today. He's not done anything. Why is he? Have you done anything today? This is the first time I've asked you to put a scripture. No, I've asked you. Maybe you have been putting scripture back. I have asked. you. How should I pay? Do it up and if you do, you wouldn't do it. I told you yesterday that there are people on the bench exercise. But look, even those on the bench they are happy. Some people, their names are not on the team sheet. Oh yeah. At all. They are in the team. But on the day of the match, their name is not on the team sheet. Don't joke. It's a blessing to do something in the house for the Lord. It's an honor to do something in the house for the Lord. It's a product of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul said in Galatians 1, he says, and when the Lord, when it pleased the Lord, eh, who leisure to give you something Do it happily. Do it without charge. Now, go back to Mark 13. And he went went up into a mountain and called unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. And he ordained twelve. That they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. He ordained 12. So the fact that the figure 12 is given shows you that there were others. He didn't choose everybody. He didn't select everybody. As a matter of fact, in Luke six twelve, he prayed all night and after that, he made the appointments. So, who are your people in the church that you must select to train. That will be the subject matter of our discussion after we have taken our first offering. Clap your hands for the Lord.
0: Been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Colleague. Opus the a main gate. Please note our service times. English services, Early Rain service 6:30 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. His presence service 8:30 a.m. to 10:30 a.m. And love and faith service 10:30 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. Other languages.